sounds of the Holy Ghost are a ringing. <laughs> it's a bell ringer every day in the glory, Holy Spirit. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> How is the bride of Christ? Hallelujah. Pray for Penny. Ah, Shaba. She got sick on some bad salmon and has had food poisoning the last day and a half. Ah, Shaka. Yeah, Shaka, Shaka, Shaka. Man, I got drunk. I'm telling you guys, if you're not watching the worship, you're really missing out. I'm getting slam dunk wasted. The worship is so high, so throny. <laughs> Joelsbar.tv. We can't broadcast the worship on YouTube or on Facebook Live because of copyright. So they actually delete. And uh, we've tried many times, so that's why we just do it on Joelsbar.tv and on Periscope. It is really a supremely intoxicating time. We usually start around 4.15, cause I gotta get 45 minutes of heavy, heavy, drunken glory drinking worship in before I talk to you, because who cares about what a man has to say? We wanna hear what the wine has to say. You know, I tell you the truth, unless you're drinking, what you're saying ain't from God. <laughs> At best, it's mixture. God doesn't speak anything dry. His voice is called many waters. Amen. The Holy Spirit speaking through His sons and daughters is always 100% of the time so thick and saucy with the living waters. And there's no exception to that rule. He's the voice of many waters. And we're so one with our bridegroom king that when He speaks through us, it's just Him. You know, every day, that is the excitement of going from glory to glory to glory to glory to glory to greater glory every single day. That's the blood covenant. That we always excel in glory. That we always ascend in glory. Always and forever. Second Corinthians chapter 3 is permanent. It's sealed in the blood of the Lamb. Every single one of us. We can go from glory to glory if we want to. If we want to follow the Holy Ghost, you can go to the next level of glory. Just because your pastor capped out doesn't mean you have to. <laughs> Just because religious leadership in Christianity has capped out doesn't mean you have to. The bride's thirsty. Amen. It's time to drink. There's no cap in Jesus. He is infinite. Absolutely infinite. I tell you the truth. Everyone in heavenly Jerusalem is still going from glory to glory. They're still learning. They're still growing. It's an endless adventure for eternity. Receiving and growing in God. Don't cap yourself in this life. Rejecting growth is, the, is suicide. It's literally death. And I, it's so sad that I have to look at in ministry so often people that reject growing. And just settle for complacent satisfaction at that level of revelation, at that level of living waters. And 
sometimes it's in some glory, you know, those sit, you know, pitch camp at the side of the mountain and be like, this is where me and my family will be forever. Yeah, that's where they'll be forever. But not for me, not my family. We're the wild tribe. This is uh, every nation, tribe, and tongue around his throne or on his throne. There's different tribes. This is the tribe of Christianity called the fun tribe. (laughs) It really is. The wild tribe where we have so much extreme fun in the glory of God every day. You just never know what's going to manifest through our hearts and minds. Because we're the types of Christians that just let God do anything through us. You know? And it might be so weird, you know, going from glory to glory, you get to levels of the glory where you're with the living creatures and you're with the seraphim and the cherubim and, you know, some of these things are just bizarre with eyes all on them. You know, six wings... You know, four faces. I'm not sure if it's an animal or an angel or a man. What is this stuff? (laughs) That's not an angel. That's a creature. We don't even know what it is. It's so weird. But I'm telling you, going from glory to glory dramatically at an accelerated rate for almost 18 years now, even though to the unrenewed mind it looks like you're getting weirder, and weirder and weirder you feel like you're getting more and more normal because you're becoming more and more Christ-like <laughs> heavenly Jerusalem is so weird to the captives of Lucifer's fallen city Babylon of starlight and stardust that who cares what these people think do you think we give a flying rat turd what people in darkness think as we're going from glory to glory I never even cared what people thought when I was in darkness. That's a, that's a gift of the Spirit that was planted in me when I was born in my mother's womb. <laughs> Just never giving a rip. You can use all that rebellion we had in Satan before we were saved. Use all that rebellion for Jesus now and stop caring what Babylon thinks. Stop caring what people think. And just go after God with all your heart, with all your strength, with all of your mind, every day. You know, just turn into a living creature. Just fly away. You know, you will. You have seven jet engines propelling you into the future. <laughs> it's true, the seven spirits of God. This is what I saw today. I saw Mount Earth. Now, the witches and warlocks have used this as a evil pyramid with an eye on your one dollar bill, you know. Because it's the truth whether you use it for wickedness or righteousness. Earth is a mountain. On the top of this mountain of earth, you know, spiritually speaking, it's a mountain of skulls. Or a mountain of souls. That's what I saw in the vision today. A mountain of skulls. And I saw skulls. They weren't just Souls, it wasn't a fluffy little kitten vision like some of these people need because they're so immature in Christ. It was a mountain of skulls, you know, something right out of a horror movie. Because God is way more real than people think. He's not this fluffy bunny rabbit. You know, he can be at times, but it is written in Exodus, the Lord is a man of war. 
Okay, I know a lot of weak, immature Christians have such a hard time dealing with the Father because the Father, God in heaven, maker and maker of heaven and earth, is a man of war. Okay, you're going to have to grow up and become a warrior bride. <laughs> get out of nursery school, get out of bunny rabbits and you know fluffy kittens and become a warrior bride. You have no choice. God will force you by seven bowls now, even if you want to stay in nursery school forever. Too bad, so sad, you're dead. <laughs> He's going to grow you up. He disciplines those He loves. It would be murder and hatred towards the bride of Christ to keep you in an embryonic state or a nursery school state. It really would. It'd be hatred. You'd be like the false fathers that don't train the children well, that don't parent well. You'd be like, you know, the sinners. But God is not like the fathers and mothers that are bad in this world, or even the good ones. He's so much more perfect than even the good dads and good moms. He really demonstrates perfect fathering every day towards us. I love it. I've never been more in love with His fathering it's absolutely astounding because he has perfect vision in the past, present, and future, and we don't. And we're just kind of growing up into his vision, which is the seven horns and the seven eyes of the seven spirits of God because of the full sacrifice of Jesus Christ, the lamb that was slain that's in us, growing up into the head. On his head are seven horns and seven eyes. It is written Revelation chapter 5, verse 6. <laughs> God told me today that the horns... The seven horns of the rulership of this whole mountain of skulls are budding in the souls of the sons of God now. And that's a lot of prophetic talk. And I know, you know it takes wisdom to understand everything of the spirit of prophecy because the unrenewed mind can't understand. But since it's a spiritual word, it can be received into your heart as seed. And as it grows up in you, understanding grows up in you. You know? You can drink these words at Joel's Bar Drunken Glory broadcast every day, even if you don't understand any of it, because it's pure seven spirits of God, Holy Ghost goodness. It's pure rivers of living water every single day. That's all that matters. That's all the bride needs. The Word of God and the Spirit of God and the blood of the Lamb is all you need to be victorious in every area of your life and overcome the world. They overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony and loving not their lives even unto death. Okay? So that's getting over all the fears which are temptations of Satan to serve other gods. Because they love not their lives unto death. Death is an energy that is a low frequency vibration. It is a very, very low vibration of death that has all the fears of the world in it. So, loving not your life unto death is overcoming all fears. That's why it's written, imperfect love drives out all fear. All fear is the substance of death. <laughs> and there's a Lord of Death written about in the book of Revelation. His name's Abaddon, the angel of death. And I've overcome him, overcome him already. It's true. That's why I can laugh about all these things and have joy over all these things. And it's every single person's destiny on earth to overcome death. 
Don't you know he died on the cross for the destruction of death and hell? It is written. He destroyed death and he destroyed hell on the cross when he died. It's true. But why do we still die? That lamb that was slain has to grow up into us with seven horns and seven eyes in all of our soul. Almost no Christians have ever yielded that much to Jesus Christ. And Satan deceives them in religion. I mean, you ever seen a fully manifested Son of God? Me either. They're just beginning to come forth now. God said, today the horns are budding. Today. (laughs) Seven horns, which is the rulership of the mountain of all souls, planet earth. I tell you the truth. Believe and receive or doubt and go without. You know, if you believe this word, you're blessed. And if you don't believe, I pray grace be magnified to your hearts and minds for more faith. A lot of times people just can't understand or they don't have the same a faith and so they can't hear the word. Their ears are all stopped up with doubt and unbelief. I've seen it for years. People will come around, listen to Joel's bar. They literally can't even hear a word I say. The demons have them so bound up in their souls with darkness that it doesn't allow entry of the Word of God to set them free inside their bodies. So you need grace to hear the Word and grace to believe the Word and grace for the Word of God to grow up in you into full maturation of seven horns and seven eyes, which simply just symbolize. You'd be totally glorified, beautified, happified. I mean, you'd be the most glorious people, happiest people on the planet as these seven horns and seven eyes grow up through your souls. And it's exactly what's happening now. All this symbolism is for you to overcome fears. I mean, it's it's so simple in heaven. It's so childlike. It's so free. The symbolism and the language of the book of Revelation are to help you understand the world and be dependent on the Holy Spirit (laughs) and to totally transform into the exact same likeness of Jesus Christ. It has been fascinating for me to see that book of Revelation be made flesh in my life. Honestly, it's the funnest thing I've ever experienced in Christianity. (laughs) That's why I teach on it every day. It's the last book in the Bible. It's the most important book of the Bible. It's all about the victorious bride of Christ getting to a place of maturity where She's in heavenly Jerusalem with all her souls and ruling and reigning through the entire world. And we haven't even come close to that yet. But there's an acceleration on it. And there's people listening. There's people learning. There's people being taught and trained right now by the seven spirits of God. You have to be called of the Father to be able to be trained by the seven spirits of God. If you still value the things of the world and have unbelief in you, you'll never be able to receive the training of the seven spirits of God because you're, you're still worldly. You have to sacrifice yourself and make yourself available for God to teach you and train you. Many are called, few are chosen, right? Because few choose to be chosen. 
We make ourselves totally available for God the Father and Lord Jesus Christ to do anything they want through our lives every day. And so God can do all of this crazy stuff that no one's ever seen before in Christianity through our lives every day because there's no cap and there's no limitations. This is how the whole church world of Christianity will get set free. And the whole thing of Babylon the Great or Christianity that's still inside this world, that's still inside church buildings, that's still inside human flesh. (laughs) Christianity inside human flesh? Yeah, that's Christianity that's inside church buildings. It's Christianity that's still very immature, very foolish. What does the Apostle Paul say about the young Christians in his churches? In the book of Corinthians, you are yet carnal and babes in Christ, unspiritual. (laughs) I wish that you were mature. Some of you should be teachers by now. But you are yet carnal. He's speaking about people that are still earthly, are still bound up in buildings of earth, buildings of flesh. Is that important? That is crucial for your understanding. That is crucial for your overcoming the world. And God might use you as a missionary to the cemeteries of seminaries. He might have you going around there and just being on fire and they'll probably persecute you because you're more spiritual than the pastor and the pastor's got a big python snake around him that he uses to control his people so they don't escape his prison system. Now this isn't all churches, but it's most. I know. There's some good pastors out there that love Jesus and just want His kingdom come, His will be done. These pastors that are on fire for God, and there's good ones all over the world, they'll rejoice. You can tell if they're good, because they'll rejoice at the manifestation of God's sons. If they fight God's sons, that is sure evidence that they're bad pastors. If they rejoice at God's sons that are totally outside the whole religious system of Christianity, totally outside all organizations, outside all church buildings, outside all of it, if they can rejoice at the John the Baptists that are in the river Jordan and have been kicked out of the synagogue system, if they can rejoice, they're good pastors. But if they're envious and at strife and condemning at the sons that are outside the synagogue structure that... John the Baptist symbolizes the man-child company. Do you realize that John the Baptist had been long kicked out of the synagogue? Long kicked out of the synagogue. He wasn't a part of their religious system at all. Zero. He was just in the river. Come on, somebody. (laughs) Does that sound like the sons of God? Does that sound like the mature Christians that have overcome the world? Because it is. Those that rejoice at the John the Baptist company, the man-child company, are awesome. For they'll join the sons of God. They'll come into the marriage supper of the Lamb. But woe to them who persecute the man-child company. You'd be better off if you'd never been born. True story. Woo! And we've seen a lot of them bite the dust. Because they backbite. And they're biting at Jesus Christ. I'm telling you guys. When you're born again radically and follow the Holy Ghost with all your heart and become just like your older brother Jesus Christ, you're going to get persecuted. You're going to get betrayed. You're going to get misunderstood constantly because so many are lazy 
and have unrenewed minds. So many have yet to even sacrifice their minds for the seven spirits of God control. I mean, it's, it's rare. And that should be the number one priority of every teacher, every preacher, every pastor, evangelist, apostle, and prophet. Number one priority is the transformation of the renewing of your minds. Without that, you'll stay immature Christians forever. <laughs> but immature Christians are easy to control, and so a lot of sick, demented leaders keep them immature on purpose to control them. That is not God. That is such demonic activity. Oh, and I hate looking at it. It's gross. Everything needs to be about the renewing of your mind. And I tell you the truth. The renewing of your mind comes to a place where seven horns begin to bud out of your skull. (laughs) I love it because it sounds like, oh, demons, it sounds like the devil has horns. The demons do have horns. (laughs) They do. I've seen so many demons. I've seen a lot of angels. I see in the Spirit all the time. But you know what? God loves destroying fear. And that's why the book of Revelation is so crazy about horns and eyes and all this stuff. It massacres your fear and shows you that God sees and understands everything in hell and everything on earth and everything in heaven. And there's nothing for you to be afraid of. Nothing at all. You can trust the Good Shepherd. He can see everything. You can trust His power. You can praise His power. You can grow in the Holy Spirit. You can overcome the world. You can be more than conquerors. You can wear the victor's crown of life. You can sit on the white throne judgment seat of Christ. You can dash the nations to pieces like pottery. All the promises of Revelation 2 and 3 are for every single one of us. Amen. You know every Joel's bar... You're eating the manna of heaven, the overcomer's gifts. Only people that want to overcome the world can even tolerate this message that we preach every day. The hidden manna. Where is it? That's the word from the throne of God. The bread of heaven. (laughs) A lot of people trample it underfoot. A lot of Christians still don't value that hidden manna. Because they just don't know. They're trained in their brain with information about God. So when the substance of the blazing glory of God comes around and it's so weird, you know, it's just too weird. Because it's not human. It's weird because it's not Babylonian. It's weird because it's a peculiar people. It's out of this world. It's not a part of this creation. What God transforms you inwardly by His Holy Spirit into isn't weird, it's perfectly normal. (laughs) It's only weird because we come from such a fallen state. Going from glory to glory is the most normal thing I've ever done. I absolutely love it. And every day now, at an accelerated rate, the glory is getting stronger. Seven horns are budding through the man-child company. It's very, very young. But the seven horns are a rulership. There's a reigning, but it's a spiritual reigning of the seven spirits of God. It's how Jesus Christ, our brother, reigns. We're in Jesus Christ, our Savior and our brother. He's the first Son of God of many sons of God to follow. 
And there is a rank and an authority amongst the sons. They're all perfect love and they're all perfect grace and they're all perfect peace. They're all very mighty and they all have seven blazing torches, but they're all completely different. And very few have manifested yet. But in the future, there will be many. That's what the anointing that's on this ministry is to bring forth many sons of God. (laughs) Predestined for ordained, the leadership of Joel's army is to bring forth the Jesus Christ that are exactly like him. I'll tell you the truth. Jesus Christ is the firstborn of many exactly like him in his glorified state, Revelations chapter 5. You see him ruling and reigning, Revelation chapter 4, Revelation chapter 5, on the throne. Every son of God, every daughter of Zion that is a son of God also, sits on that throne and rules by the exact same seven spirits of the Holy Spirit. It's true. Seven spirits of the Holy Spirit. That is our power. That is our dominion. That is our rule and reign. That is the omnipotence of the Holy Spirit through all flesh. Since the fall, flesh has ruled the world. Even in the Old Covenant. It's true. They did a lot of natural stuff. You know, Solomon had to kill a thousand bulls. (laughs) It's very natural. You know, the New Covenant, it's very, very spiritual. I heard the Lord say today, when Christ was crucified, the whole world died. That's what's written. All have died with Him, but who lives in His resurrection life with Him? It's true. And I saw Christ crucified through that whole mound of skulls. And I saw seven blazing torches light those souls up for it's the spiritual influence influence of the whole world. Taking all the heavens, all stars and all sands, seven blazing torches right through them all. For that is what this universe is. Starlight and star sands. That's all this world is. But through Jesus Christ, we bring the glory through all stars and sands. So Abraham's promise of a great harvest right now is fulfilled. Abraham, I'll make your descendants, the children of faith, greater than the stars and greater than the sands. Only right now on the seventh day is that promise fulfilled. That promise hasn't been fulfilled. Who are Abraham's sons and Abraham's daughters? The faith-filled Christians who are filled with the glory of God, who are filled with the love of God, who are filled with the Spirit of God. And these seven spirits of God that fill us and blaze through us will bring in a harvest now of all souls of all nations and they'll be around Jesus Christ's throne forever this is the fire of life itself (laughs) you guys experiencing acceleration I know you are if you love Jesus and you've been called and chosen by God to be trained and taught of the seven spirits of God 
This is the greatest, most tremendous time of acceleration in the history of time. God said to me today, it's not Tuesday in the glory, it's timelessness. <laughs> your mind gets so glorified that your mind enters into eternity. Those seven spirits of God blazing through your mind, the glory of God through your whole face and through your whole soul glorified, which is God's will through every single one of you. You won't even be in this world. Only your body's in this world, but you'll have all the joy of heavenly Jerusalem right on the other side of that skin. Right on the other side of your face is your soul. And your soul doesn't have to be influenced by any of the fall of this world. We don't receive inwardly through our faces the darkness and the starlight of this world. That's sorcery. That's how religion works. It's an outside influence through our faces of starlight. That's how Satan controls the nations by lies. Starlight and star sands. That's what this fallen universe is. Through Jesus Christ, the King of Glory entered our heart, and right on the other side of our soul, we influence outwardly seven blazing torches through this world. That's why it's written, Greater is he who's in you than he who's in the world. Hey, Penny, thanks for joining us. You feeling better? She says she feels better when she listens to Joel's bar. Glory. A lot of breakthrough needed for these people, guys. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord, for everyone getting breakthrough. Everyone breaking through in every area of your soul. His grace is enough for you. I'm telling you. I don't care if you come out of Pope Francis altar boy in the Vatican religion. Or you come out of, you're a hitman for the cartel rebellion. It don't matter to Jesus. His grace is enough for you. <laughs> he, he can forgive you and glorify you instantly. As fast as you're desperate to receive Him and lose you. A lot of people just don't want to lose their lives. Because only when you lose your life do you actually find it, it is written. So we go through all of these rough times in our life of independence apart from God until we become completely and totally dependent on Him. And when you get consistent, that's when you're a disciple. When you're just always dependent on Him, that's when you become a disciple. Not one who wanders off, you know, and does their own thing and just has fire insurance. Don't be a part of those outer court Christians. Sanctify yourself. Be a part of this throne room company. For in heaven and on earth, there will be an outer court and an inner court and a holy place, groups of Christians, forever. <laughs> Don't be a part of the outer court. I mean, that's where the masses are with all of the old revelation that's just totally accepted by all Christianity. You know, and it's just nothing controversial and no one's stepping on anyone's toes. There's no pioneering. There's no advancement. It's just what's already been established. That's outer court. Inner court, we got the prophetic, we got the apostolic, you know, we got signs, miracles, and wonders, and we're in a little bit of glory, you know, but it's, it's still real watered down. Throne room is, oh my God, what is that? We've never seen it before. Man, that's going to cause a schism. <laughs> Man, people are going to have a hard time receiving that, Lord. They've never seen it before. It's brand new. It's fresh manna. 
It's hidden manna. They, they don't know if it's God or it's, if it's the devil. You know, you just have to trust in the throne room because everything that's beaming out of our Father from whom all the heavenly lights come and all of this perfect gifts come and all these new things come from the Father and He makes all things new. Just that constant blasting newness of life, newness of revelation. That's in the throne of God. That's where everything is just billowing out of Him that you've never seen before. That's why the angels are around His throne screaming, Holy, oh my God, what is that? We've never seen that before. That's what holy, holy, holy actually means. Because <laughs> they're getting their minds blown by... And you get to a place where you're established in the throne room and it's like you got a higher tolerance for higher glory. At first, it was like so hard. Oh my God, I don't think I'm going to make it. And now it's like, this is where it's at. I'm never leaving the throne room. There is a discipleship from outer court, inner court to holy place. Not everyone's born in the holy place. Some people are born outer court. Look at their conversions. It's true. It's all Mount Zion, gigantic kingdom. But you look at people's conversions, they're not all Apostle Paul, you know, dragon scales falling off their eyes, audible voice of God and blasting lights conversions. Not everyone's born in the throne room. But they're all born in Mount Zion. It's inner court, outer court, they have different conversions. And then now after you're born again, you can grow up into the head, which is Christ, it is written, to be seated on the throne. You can go through that tunnel of light that you don't need to have to go through when you die. You know that the angels carry you through in the Holy Spirit. That tunnel of light where you go into the throne. You can walk through that tunnel of light now during your life and have all of that glory through your mind and through your heart now by grace. So many Christians wait until they die to have to go through that glory. You're meant to grow in the glory while you're here so you can be great in the kingdom of heaven. And I know these seven spirits of God that are blowtorching this entire world through all stars and through all sands and destroying Babylon the Great will wake people up to actually invest their hearts and minds in eternity and not foolishness. For too long, the Christians have been distracted by worthless idols and things of this world and money and jobs and earthly successes. I look at it and it makes me sad every day. How people go astray and they try to be successful in Babylon makes me want to throw up. And I know they'll have suffering, even if they have some victories there and they make a ton of money because you didn't serve God perfectly in your heart. You will go through weeping and gnashing of teeth. You will. And you'll be sorrowful unto death if you don't repent. I tell you the truth. So be amongst the believers that fully repent with all their souls. For there's nothing in this world for us except Jesus Christ. And when you seek first the kingdom and His righteousness, everything in the world gets sanctified and is added unto you. And it won't be an idol because you've made the Lord your God King of your life. Lord of your life, and you're serving Him in holiness, in perfection, and love, and that marriage, and that covenant is so strong that nothing in this world can separate it. That means God can just add anything unto you, and it won't become an idol. And He wants to do it. But the bride of Christ is too mature. She gets so weird around money, she gets so weird around success, 
because she doesn't have her mind renewed enough to even not have it become an idol. <laughs> I see it all the time. And people get weird on me all the time. We've had to deal with it in ministry 11 years. But when you seek first the kingdom, and you keep your mind's eye, right here, your mind, which is the gate that we bring heaven to earth through, right here, your mind, Jesus Christ written on your forehead, a renewed mind, the mind of Christ, the bright morning star, the seat of grace, the seat of glory, the throne of Jesus Christ is right here on the renewed mind, I tell you the truth then nothing can distract you anymore. And I'm telling you, we're getting to a place of freedom now, and it's accelerating, where this will just blaze through the world, and God will destroy all the distractions. He'll destroy all the enemies of Himself in the whole world. Isn't that exciting? The seven spirits of God that are coming forth now in perfection through the sons of God will destroy all the enemies of Christ, I tell you the truth. <laughs> and sadly, there's a lot of enemies of Christ inside the Christians. But be thankful that He's discipling you. And He's weeding out the weeds in us. You know, a lot of times there's a lot of weeds that grow up in us. And the glory of God brings it all to the surface. You know, this ministry will bring it all to the surface through all your hearts and all your souls. And it always has done that. And a lot of stuff that is... Not God will be removed from your life so that only what is God remains. We've seen the angels remove the weeds so that only the wheat and the seeds of the kingdom remain in people's hearts and minds. A lot of times they get distracted because the weeds and the cares of this world pull them away. And the parable of the sower sowing seed fulfilled every day with Christians. But you got to let the angels do the work around your soul. They will remove the weeds from your souls. And they'll remove all the lies. They'll remove everything that's offensive to Jesus Christ, which, has, which is basically everything that's restricting and religious. <laughs> freedom is not offensive to Jesus. Freedom is offensive to religion. So what all the accusers of the brethren say towards us, you know, they're offended by us. That, none of that stuff offends Jesus. That's just offending the religious spirit. Freedom is Jesus Christ Himself. It is for freedom He set us free. He's removing all of that religious stuff, what's offensive to Him. Major difference, because this will get you into the joy. This will get you into the love, into the peace. This will get you into feeling 10,000 watts of glory, electricity constantly in all of your body. You know, I feel the presence of God so strongly every day, and I forget that some people don't even feel the Holy Spirit. I have always felt the Holy Spirit for 18 years. When I got born again, I was born again in lightning. It felt like 10,000 watts. It's gone up and down, but mostly up. Going from glory to glory, 18 years. But a lot of people didn't have such a dramatic conversion. They've never even experienced the glory of God. But these words that I speak to you today are laced with the glory of God. If you receive them in your heart, they'll grow up through your soul and push out everything that's been stealing the glory of God from your life, which are demons. And all those lies that are flies that spoil the, the fragrance of the perfume of Christ in your souls, they'll all be weeded out. You can trust the angels. That's the angelic work of the kingdom of heaven around your lives to weed out everything that's a lie, everything that's a distraction, and just let them do it. And if you just hands off and just let the Lord disciple you and let the Lord father you, man, the acceleration is so fast. He can catch you up 
to what we've been going through all these years and nine years of broadcast, he can catch you up in one day. I'm telling you, a day is as a thousand years and a thousand years a day. He can accelerate it so fast. I'm telling you, in this great harvest, people will be born again in signs and wonders, born again in the physical manifest positive energy cloud of the person Jesus Christ. <laughs> Don't you like that? The glory is the cloud of pure positive energy and is the person Jesus Christ himself and millions will get born again in this cloud of positive energy. Because that's what the glory is. Pure positive energy. And is the person Jesus Christ himself. Nothing new age about it. It's just not religious. And he doesn't mind it being explained perfectly as pure positive energy because that's actually what it is. <laughs> so that you're always happy. You know, it's called enter the joy or enter the glory, enter the kingdom. And we just have the evidence of one with all of our soul that's entered the kingdom and entered the joy. And He'll never take it from us. He'll only amplify it every day, going from glory to glory. And it's very exciting because a lot of Christians are about to experience it for themselves right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Partner with Red Letter Ministries. We just got a testimony this week of a person that sowed into Red Letter Ministries and had $50,000 of debt canceled within seven days. We're seeing financial miracles. It's exciting when people begin to sow into this ministry because it's a ministry of the throne of Jesus Christ. As it's written, where your money is, there your heart is also. So by donating, you actually attach your heart to the throne of Jesus Christ because this is the ministry of Jesus Christ. From God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. And let the seven blazing torches testify into all your lives. In Jesus' name, if you want to partner, donate at redlettermen.com and be blessed. We love you. We'll see you tomorrow. Amen.